0: No.
1: Five minutes after six a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
0: חצי הדב רגלות אבל עליו ונסתפק בא ממקום שהוא בא והלך למקום שהלך פשט בגדי החול לבש בגדי לבן וכך היה אומר אנא השם קפל לך תאים להבונות ולהפשעים לפניך אני in Madame Maya, your holy school, it had gamim, it had his own, it it one Et Etavis, et et ve'ha'am, ba'azara. et ha'Shem. Baruch rouchem qevol malkhutouli laoula la
2: Passale makom sh passa
0: banab lakodesh ahrav la בינור רבב היו שבים פי ומאסב בא ממקום שהוא בא
2: והלך
0: למקום שהלך השט בגדי לבן, לבש בגדי זהב וכך היה אומר אנה השם כפה לחטאים לבונות ולפשעים אני ואם אדם היה יכול לזכור את חֲסָדִים את הטובות, את כל הרחמים, את כל הישועות בטח כך הים עונה, אחת, אחת ואחת, אחת, שתיים, מאלף In the place where he was born, he will be honored. In the land of Israel, he will be honored. In all the land, the kings will Dude. i All the sea
1: in the (laughs) a.m. Yassi Rose with Besefer Chaim, before that, Shir Todah, that's brand new, Yehuda Katz sent that to us yesterday. Yeah, that Yehuda Katz, the legend legend himself, great to play that, it's a brand new song called Shir Todah, simply to uh, give thanks to the one above, especially this time of year and especially off of the... Situation that we're uh, still involved with, coming off of, however you want to want to say it. Chaim Banet with Machnisei Rachamim, Hashivenu done by Yumi Loi, Yoel Sharabi, and Al Hashlicheni. Avodah, that was Simcha Liner, a great cover to the Yishai selection. And the Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on the September the 23rd. Day number five in the month of Tishrei. The year is five seven eight one. Tufshin Pei aleph. It is the fifth day of the brand new year. How do you like that? It is the fifth day of the brand new year. We have a new. Uh, I think it's new. Um. Oh, you know what? Maybe. And maybe I'll hold off on that for a moment. Trying to see here. Uh, we are getting some new selections that uh, are appropriate for this time of year. We'll see if we can get them on the air today. Wednesday morning with 61 degrees, sunshine, and a high of 83. All right, warming up a bit. Partly cloudy tonight, low 62. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, a high of 80 degrees. 79 in Yerushalayim, but I hear that's going up for the uh, the next few days. They are expecting pretty warm weather in Israel for Yom Kippur. 61 here in New York City, as we say good morning on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Well, today is a day that has been much anticipated. In fact, I didn't realize just how anticipated it is, frankly. Rabbi Dovid Heber, who is our—oh, yeah, wow. So it's the the only day over 90 in Israel— The only day over 90 in Israel uh, in the next 10 days is uh, Yom Kippur. Wow. Uh, Today's a big day by David Heber, who is uh, even more popular than I knew. I mean, I knew he was popular, and I knew this audience really likes his appearances, but boy, over the last few days, I have really uh, come to uh, learn just how popular he is. Uh, anyway, we by David Heber, our, cal- our our calendaric consultant, is going to uh, give us information regarding the year 5781. There's a lot that's being said about the year 5781. And we, over the last couple of days, since we announced that he's coming on, we've gotten even more stuff to discuss regarding 5781. So, a unique year, like any year. And uh, plenty to talk about, and we'll do all of that coming up here at uh, J.M. in the A.M. Or by David Heber, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at J.M. in the A.M. And uh, it's no secret, it's no secret that uh, every neighborhood, every neighborhood that has been cited in the New York area as one that has a COVID problem, another new COVID problem, Every neighborhood that has been singled out for a an alarming rise in cases over the last few days uh, are neighborhoods that, frankly, are connected to our community. Borough Park, Kew Gardens, Midwood, Far Rockaway, Flapbush, Williamsburg. Those are the six that were singled out yesterday during the newscasts. And uh, it's no secret what's going on in our community, unfortunately. A real, real unfortunate thing. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if Yontif prompted people to gather in a way that was unsafe or people just don't want to adhere to the rules and try not to get other people sick. not sure what it is. But um, the reality is that uh, we have a problem, and Dr. Stuart Ditchick, who's of course been at the forefront of the whole COVID-19 situation, is going to join us at 8.30 this morning. We'll discuss it and see what he has to say. It's holiday time. To be a lot of people are going to be anxious to mingle, both socially and uh, and school wise. To be a lot of people who are going to be, you know, inclined to get together and, you know, behave in a way that's un-COVID time like. I'm not saying we don't need to visit each other. We do need that, but in a safe manner. Um, anyway, we'll discuss all of that coming up at 8.30 this morning here at JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. Kamar Chasimatova. Happy, healthy, sweet new year to everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll continue with uh, another one from Yummy Lowy at JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.
0: say sí. Sra khmei liv nei ba ra khamin mash mi ye te filo hash mi yu ti lo sei nu liv nei shoi me ya mach mir ei zierkoch mach mi tuta kosein liebn ei شوي mei atziolka mach mi sei if name, let me say, be schmilzt aus seinen blisslei schweigercio mach Signed in
1: the AM with the Freilich Band and the Yumim Narayim Medley. Shleimi Daskal in there. Many others. Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the um, uh, selection from Shlomo Simcha, Machnisei Rachamim from Slichus, Besefer, done by Cole Zimmer. That's brand new. Besefer Chaim. Yomim Loey had Hamelech to open up that set here at JM in the a.m. It's a minute before 7 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world the web, and and the Nachamsegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galitzal in the background to our news from Israel coming up. Interesting. Nice selection on uh, Galitzal. Galitzal. <laughs> Wednesday morning, sixty-one degrees, sunshine, a high of eighty-three. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget our friends at Artscroll are offering fifteen percent off and free shipping with promo code Radio when you purchase the brand new Sharhabi Tachon. Go to the Artscroll website. Sharhabi Tachon is brand new; it's pretty amazing, frankly. Fifteen uh, percent off and free shipping when you use promo code Radio. Fifteen percent off free shipping when you use promo code Radio. Rabbi Heber's going to join us at seven forty. We'll talk about the year five seven eight one. He is our calendar consultant here at JM in the AM. He'll tell us all about the new year, what to expect. Uh, that's coming up. Dr. Stuart Ditchik at 8.30. A lot of cases in our neighborhoods and communities. A lot, unfortunately. He'll speak to us about it. All coming up at 8.30 this morning here at JM and the AM. Galitza in the background. Galitza Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday. Follows next, we say Boquitou from JM in the AM.
3: (ש) היצרן מירושלים השעה 2, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ראש הממשלה נתניהו ידרוש בקבינט הקורונה הטלת סגר כללי מיד. נשקלת האפשרות להכריז על מצב חירום, כתבתי נועמדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג.
0: ראש הממשלה אמר בתום התייעצות השרים כי הוא מעוניין מיידית על סגר
1: כללי ונרחב, זה כולל בין היתר סגירה של המגזר הפרטי והציבורי למעט עסקים חיוניים, סגירה של בתי הכנסת והגבלה על הפגנות. טרם גובה שמתווה סופי להגבלת התפילות וההפגנות, הדיונים על כך עדיין נמשכים, בקרוב, צפוי קבינט הקורונה להתכנס.
3: ובתוך כך השר אריה דרי עזב דיון עם ראש הממשלה בהמחאה לדרישה להגביל תפילות גם במרחב הפתוח. הרב דוד יוסף, חבר מועצת חכמי התורה של שעס, ובנו של הרב עובדיה יוסף קרא, יש לסגור מיד את בתי הכנסת.
4: המצב של המגפה הגיע למימדים נוראים. בבקשה לסגור באופן מיידי את כל הבתי כנסיות ואת כל הבתי מדרשות. להתפלל וללמוד. רק במרחב הפתוח הדברים הללו אמורים גם לגבי יום הכיפורים חמירה סקנטה מאיסורה
3: כתבנו שחר גליק מציין שאתמול אמר הרב כי הצעה לסגירת בית הכנסת אינה מאסית, והציבור התקשה לציית לה לאחר הביקורת על התנהלות מפקדת הקורונה הצבאית, הרמטכאל כוכבי בדרכו לשם. הדברך כתבנו לעניין צבא הביטחון, צחי דאבוש. ברקע
5: הביקורת על חוסר הצלחה של מפקדת הקורונה הצבאית, הרמטכאל רב אלוף אביב כוכבי לביקור במפקדה. מאז תפס פיקוד לפני חודש וחצי, צהל לא מצליח להתמודד עם מערך קטיאת שרשראות ההדבקה
3: והבדיקות. גומים צבאיים אומרים שהרמטכאל מתכוון לדרוש תשובות. העומס בבתי החולים, הפרופסור מוטי רביד מנהל לבית החולים מעיני הישועה, אומר אצל יעל דן, אין לי איפה להשפז חולים.
0: בשבוע האחרון החולים באים מהדלת ומהחלון, החולה עוד לא עזב את הדלת יש במקומו מישהו אחר, זה גורמים שמחוץ לבית חולים, לא מעניין אותם, אמרו לנו להביא לכם את החולה, אני אומר שאני אשים אותו על הגג, אין לי
3: איפה. פחות מחודש אחרי פתיחת שנת הלימודים מספר הילדים ובני הנוער שנדבקו בקורונה הוכפל. כך עולה מנתוני משרד הבריאות, פרסם כתבנו לעניין חינוך דורון קדוש.
6: מפתיחת שנת הלימודים חל זינוק חד בנתוני התחלואה במערכת החינוך. על פי נתונים עדכניים של משרד הבריאות מהיום, יותר מ-22 אלף ילדים ובני נוער מגיל עדה ועד גיל 17 נדבקו בקורונה רק בחודש ספטמבר, בשלושת השבועות האחרונים. המספר הזה שווה למספר הנדבקים
3: בחודשים יולי ואוגוסט ביחד. מה קורה במזג האוויר? ירידה בטמפרטורות שתהיינה רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שאורך רואי <waar> <aí>
1: in the a.m. Hayom done by Alicia Friedman and company. Lipa had Oev Shalom. O'Chila, that was Ishai Rebo. Mordechai Ben-David and Viserov here at J.M. in the a.m. Wednesday morning on this 23rd of September, the 5th of Tishrei, coming up at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. It'll be Rabbi David Heber, our calendaric consultant. We'll have a chance to take a close look at the year 5781. And boy, there's a lot to talk about. So he'll be joining us coming up. Dr. Stuart Ditchick at 8.30 this morning. Covid update. Unfortunately, not good news in our community. Six and a half months later, and we still can't get it right. Six and a half months later, and too many people are being too irresponsible in terms of the bigger picture of uh, trying to keep this thing contained. And we'll discuss all of that coming up uh, here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A and H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, and right now enjoy. A 15% discount when you go to uh, KosherDogs.net. Excuse me, 10% discount when you go to KosherDogs.net and use promo code radio. 10% discount when you go to KosherDogs.net and use promo code radio. Uh, check out our friends at a A&H today. Every one of their uh, regular hot dogs are in every one of the Trader Joe's around the country. Make sure to check that out and enjoy. Uh, if you're looking for a job, remember we're offering a service. Send your resume to resume at com. Resume at com. Anything in the Jewish professional not for profit realm gets passed on to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Uh, everything else, we try to uh, set you up with a potential employer. Resume at com. And you know, it's uh, almost Erevim Kipper, Sunday's Erevim Kipper. This is the perfect time of year. To make a commitment to partners in Torah. And I'm not just talking about supporting them financially. I'm talking about making a commitment to be a mentor. And study uh, our heritage with someone who's not as experienced. Or if you're somebody who has a limited background. Or would like to explore more. You may want to be a student to a mentor out there. This is the time of year to do it. Visit partnersintorah.org. Arrange to become a mentor for someone who wants to learn more about our heritage. It is easier than you think. Call 1-800-STUDY-42. 1-800-STUDY. The number four and then the number two are log on to partnersintorah.org. Again, that's partnersintorah.org. And again, it's a uh, a perfect opportunity at the perfect time of year to become either a mentor or a student or a study partner with somebody so that you can uh, grow your own knowledge of our amazing heritage. 1-800-STUDY-4-2, partnersintorah.org. Dot org. I want to thank those who've been donating to our campaign. I want to thank those who've been donating. We, we're doing really well in Florida, by the way. I owe a special thank you to our listener base in Florida. We got another uh, a Florida donation yesterday in the mail. I want to thank uh, Betty and Michael Harrison down in Boynton Beach. We've heard from Boynton Beach. We've heard from Fort Lauderdale. We've heard from Hollywood. We've heard from Miami. Some of our um, monthly donors, the people that have set aside a certain amount per month to support us, they are from Florida. So thank you. Thank you to everybody. I mean, thank you to everybody in every state, and obviously New York and New Jersey predominantly. But I'm giving a special shout-out to those in the Sunshine State, because they have been uh, baruch Hashem, generous during this campaign, and... um, have really stepped up from a lot of different areas of the Sunshine State. Uh, Rabbi Goldwasser has the morning off. Morning Chizuk will please God return tomorrow here at JM in the AM. More coming up. It's on Katz on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM from his Live in Jerusalem volume number two.
5: Sniggin. in the coziest place in the world where there's a fire of truth burning at all times the only place in the world that you could plug yourself in and recharge and recharge and recharge. The I remember it was during Ella One Night Seder. I was learning in Silver Spring. I think it was a Thursday night. And I opened up the sneakers
7: Bye. Uh-huh.
4: Teach
1: A.M. in the A.M. Acha Shualti from Lodavad Shem Ori, which we say in Elul and to the majority of Tishrei. I heard a rabbi the other day announce that we say it during Elul, and I wanted to say to him, no, 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 it's not just Elul, majority of Tishrei, or at least say Elul and beyond, <laughs> at least say that when it comes to Lodavad Shem Ori. Uh Eight-time cats had Lamancha, words from uh Salichus. Alicia Friedman with Hayom, Wednesday morning, J.M. and the AM. A much-anticipated conversation about to happen here at J.M. and the AM. Rabbi David Heber is Koshrit's administrator at the Star-K. He is the rabbi of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in Maryland. But his most uh, prominent and his favorite moniker is Calendaric Consultant for the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi David Heber. Shana Tova, happy, healthy, sweet new year. Agmar hasimatova to you.
8: You too, and to your listeners. Agutiyar Agmar Chasimatova. And I hope your Rosh Hashanah went very well. Rosh Hashanah? Uh, That's try- right.
1: No, I was going to say Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was quite unusual, frankly. Very strange.
8: Absolutely. Yeah, well, it was indeed. But we Hashanah, uh, we had several Minyanim, and um, it worked out. The other Chazanim. Was there a different polio was it, it worked out very nice it really worked out very no nice no question about it
1: without the chauffeur my uh <laughs> well i got to be careful what i say about myself here but it seems that it seems that some of the weekday davenings that take place in this neighborhood were longer than my Khazar's shots of musa frankly on the, on, on the first day <laughs> i'm not proud of it but like i say it was a very strange and unusual shut up. already the 5th day of the year we are halfway through the Aseris, you made chuva rabbi hebra and of course as you know a much anticipated conversation when i announced that you're going to be on everybody it seems needed to know exactly when some people had emailed me with some tidbits that they insist i toss in to our conversation i mean my gosh rabbi hebra it, it may be time for your own for your own show on the nahum Siegel network the way you're going <laughs>
8: okay <laughs> oh, that's that's a great idea. <laughs> By the way, which <laughs>
1: which slichas are you saying tomorrow morning in your shul? I didn't realize that there's a a a, a difference, or I should say, a discussion uh, regarding the custom of which slichas is said tomorrow in shul. Yes,
8: yeah, so Here... we actually switch, and and that's interesting. You brought it up. You must have been reading my mind because I was thinking of saying I'm going on the fifth day, and now already tomorrow and Friday we're doing something that has not happened in ten years. Although it's not so infrequent, it's just the way the years fell out. We didn't have this, and and I actually was well, worried—the wrong word—but concerned that people would forget this if their shul had this minig. Um, and that is the 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 fifth day of slichas, which is the last day before Ervim Kipper, Kippur, has the gimel Midais. We actually use. Uh, that's that is of slichas then uh, the Elah. and that would be fr- and that
1: would be Friday. That would be this Friday.
8: That, that would, right, according to the regular, if you follow the right. the, the regular the Seder. Right. then it would come out Friday. Now, in the last ten years, we have said that slichas the day before Yom Kippur, right. and it's always been a Monday and a Thursday, just right. the way Yom Kippur fell out, because Yom, right. Yom Kippur has been on a Wednesday or Shabbos. Right. So the last ten years we've done that, but when Yom Kippur falls out either on a Thursday. Or like this year, it falls out on a Monday. The day before Ervim Kippur is not a uh, not a Monday or Thursday. Here, the day before Ervim Kippur is Shabbos, which it okay, doesn't count because it's Shabbos. So Friday is the day is the sllichas day before Ervim Kippur, and we want to say the Yud Gimel on Thursday or Mo- Monday or Thursday, which is your mayim Rachamim, which are days of mercy.
1: That's why we move it from Friday to Thursday this year.
8: Exactly right. So again, it hasn't happened. So it's forgotten about not, not every shul does this. So I just tell you a very quick shot. Someone asked me, literally a few minutes before the show, he said, um, does another shul in town switch? And I said, no, they don't. They follow, I believe, I believe the meaning of the is not to switch. They yeshiva. So they'll this say shul Friday. follows the meaning of the yeshiva. Right. So he told me if they don't switch, so, um, you know, if I, the problem is if you dive if you, if you in by us, Tomorrow and then Friday by the shul, you sure. can end up doing the same twice, right. which you don't want to do. Right. So I said, okay, why not just dive in uh, by us both days? He says, well, he has carpool at seven fifteen <laughs> on Friday. The good old Baltimore, we have carpools. I said, oh, okay. We're well, you may have to leave early. I said, then just go to the other shul both days. But, but anyway, it, it becomes an issue. You know, it, it becomes uh. an issue uh, where you have that, and the, you know we also have that. This in general, not only this year. If you go from an, a Sfarishul, we're losing people you, Re- uh, Rabbi. You there? <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, oh, Do you right. hear me? Yeah, now we hear you. Go ahead. Uh, what, if what if else you then? go from an Ashkenaz to a Sfarishul, right. you also may end up repeating. That, just in general, because Sfarishul Ash- and Ashkenaz have just a different, you know, set of slichas. So some people may have a need to go to a different shul, different time. Right. So you have to really, you have to really stick, stick, uh, you know, stick with the with the with the path and in order to to make sure you you know you do it kind of a very
1: interesting very interesting <laughs> by the way I, I you know what maybe i should do this first uh, you always give us an introduction you always give us a there's each year is known by by certain guidelines and standards right the way we view certain months in terms of them being one or two days were et etc why don't you give us the overview of what this year 5781 is and i'll get into some of the specifics i want to ask you about
8: sure okay so every year has a, what's called a Kviya Hashana, And the Kviya Hashana means the, every year is identified by three letters. And there are 14 options of that Kviya Hashana. And uh, the tour, those who want to look it up in detail, the tour in, in Simon, Pavkav Ches and Archaim has a whole chart that deals with these, uh, you know, with this, with this issue and what year. And you can identify an entire year by those three letters. This year's three letters are Zion Ches Aleph, which basically means. The Zion means that Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos, which it was Shabbos, the first day. Ches means Chaser, which means Cheshven and Kislev both are have only twenty nine days. Those are the two months of the year that could, that could oscillate between twenty nine and thirty days. Right. This year is they're both twenty nine, so the winter's month is actually going to be shorter. <laughs> you know, between between <laughs> between, between St. and uh and uh, and Pesach right. is, is two days shorter. Hanukkah, you're going to have you know, just one day Rishchidosh. Right. And the the, um, Ah. Aleph means Pesach is on a Sunday. Right. So so Zion Ches Aleph means that. Now, this year, the Zion Ches Aleph year is a... Anytime you have an Aleph at the end, it's going to be a unique year, as we know, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about, Pesach on on Sunday. Right. And um, Purim on Friday, and all sorts of uh, interesting types of things happen. It's it's, Rabbanim, I guess, um, you know, have what the darshan about certainly coming coming Pesach time and Purim time you know, all sorts of things, but but the Zion Casal it's not the rarest of the years. It is fairly infrequent. It happens once on average every twenty three years. Wow. The last time it actually happened once in twenty three years on average. And just to give your listeners a, a feeling for um, you know how uncommon it happened in seventy six seventy seven. It happened in two thousand two thousand one. And it won't happen again until 2047, 2048. Now we're not talking about the aleph here. Sunday we've had Sunday Pesach, right? You know, a bunch of times. But the the whole the whole snapshot of this year with the Zayin Ches Aleph um, we have not had again since 2000, 2001. Um, so again, this type of year. What, what's unique about this year? It has certain things that make it semi unique. Again, the rarest of the years, by the way, is the is the Hay. Um, Haitian Aleph, which is also has an Aleph at the end, and that that's once every uh, about 30 years. In fact, you could go 71 years without a Haitian Aleph. When what? you were a kid in 1974, we had a Haitian Aleph had not happened since, since 1903. Wow. Right? So, so that that's the, that's what's the, the granddaddy what's, of the, what's of the, the rarest. What's, that the, year.
1: what's the Shin in Haitian Aleph? What's the Shin stand for? So
8: that means Sholem means oh, that Benjamin cool. and Kislev both, both have shalem. 30 days. Got it. In that year, but What's interesting about Zion Chas Aleph, and and I want to tell you something really interesting that someone told me from Eretz Israel, but some things that relate to Zayachas Aleph is that no other year has. There's no Shabbos right? first of all, this year. Number two, which I I didn't see this anywhere. I didn't see this anywhere, but your listeners will greatly appreciate those who go to work and have to tell their boss, you know, it's the holiday season now and i got to take off this day and that day. Zayachas Aleph has the least number of days to, that you, one has to take off. There's only four of the 13 days. Right. There's 13 yom tovim and Chutbarats outside of outside of the land of Israel. We have 13 days, and and some years, you know, you're taking off Roshani and Kippur and Pesach. Here, there's only you know the, we're on the weekends now, and
1: half that's of right, them are, right, half of them are shvuas, I assume.
8: That's correct. Right. Half, half
1: of the four shvuas, one Pesach, one Yom Kippur.
8: That's that's correct, and that's it. That's it. Now. I wanted to, but I didn't prepare this, but what if you get a Yom Kippur on a Columbus Day and was on Memorial Day right. in such a year, and then it's right. going to be the less. But I, my, I, don't, my, I, don't, I don't have that yet. My, my, <laughs> so late, well.
1: my late brother used to say, because he worked for the state, so he used to say that the Shabbos Sunday set up in September is the best, and the absolute biggest bonus is when Yom kippers on Columbus Day.
7: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Absolutely. I want to tell you one more thing before you ask your question. And yeah. This comes from a luach on Eretz Yisrael. This is just fascinating, and and Zion ches aleph are the letters seven eight one, right? right. seven eight one. Right. What's the name of this year? Tavshin 5781. Oh. <laughs> 781. <laughs> the kvias matches what we call the year five seven eight one. Right. That that has only happened once, exactly that way. We're talking about where where it's you know literally seven eight one or or a different. Or a different one, base Cheskimel would be two eight three. The only time it ever happened in the history of the calendar since the founding of our calendar, which is called Alpi um, Alpi Chesven, which means by by calculation, which Hillel Hashemi, uh set up in the year forty one nineteen, which is the year three fifty nine of the common era. So we're talking about in the past uh, says sixteen hundred um, uh, more than that uh, 16, 16, 1670 years. It's only happened one other time. It was 498 years ago. In the year 5283, <laughs> it was it was a base Ches Gimel. And that's the only time that the Kriya has matched the number of the year.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Rabbi David Heber is with us. Is with us. He's got Rabbi of Kahal Israel israel Tzemach Tzedek down in, in Maryland. And he is the cashless administrator at the Star K. But as I said earlier... He is uh, most prominently calendar consultant for the Nahum Siegel Network. By the way, some of the stuff—I mean, people released you know material about five seven eight one. I mean, I, I this is improper to say in the seder, made shuva by Heber, but I have to say it. You basically ab- obliterated those whole. I mean, this, the the material you gave us this morning completely has destroyed all, all the trivial items that people yeah. have brought up over the
8: last. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm very. Well, good- my, those are great too. Those are great too. <laughs> the Paul <laughs> were very, 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 very yeah. interesting. He touched on. You know, a lot of very interesting things. I just said, oh, boy, like, you know, I at first night, Rosh Hashanah, I always speak about, you know, briefly this, and I say a nice, uh, you know, thought. But I always go through this year, the sixth year of, you know, we have Shemitah at the end of the year. Right. That's very important to know, meaning next year um, and so on. And I said, oh, boy, someone... Uh, and they say, yes, I got Eiskechap. Now I'm going to get up there and they say, <laughs> you're, you're a rub to read this, these these little things that's come out and read them up here for the pulpit. But okay, we, you know, we, we do our uh, best.
1: You're much nicer yeah. than I am. I'm very competitive. Rabbi Heber, yeah. is there any indication in Zion Ches Aleph that COVID will be leaving us during the year 5781? Are there any hints that we'll finally have a more normal year compared to last year? Especially, by the way, I wonder if, if the farmers. Are, 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 are thinking that this is going to be a very difficult year because of certain COVID things. In fact, this is something we're going to discuss next week with our friends from KEDEM because they told us how difficult the harvest was because of social distancing and other things that had to be done over the last few weeks. So I'm wondering if they, if they actually have concerns, especially knowing that they're not going to have any work you know, come
8: and Pay Bay's. Yeah, I would guess I don't have any indications. I'm not a novi. I mean, <laughs> some, some of them said right, Tov shepe alvistay paraduma, which is Ooh, a nice, uh, nice a thought of kedusha tahara of purification, which the the red heifer, of course, is the is the is the, is the symbol of purification of of, of the Jewish people. Um, so again, a novi, I'm not, and I can't like say, <laughs> well, this year this happened and that happened. You mean you can tell us everything
1: um, about five seven eight one, but you can't tell yeah. us when the pandemic's going to end? Come on, Rabbi. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> A couple of things that the people brought up first of all, I thought of this oh by by the way, you know I'm, okay, let me start with this. It is rare that Parsha's Mikates is not Shabbos Hanukkah. this year. Parsha's Mikates is not Shabbos Hanukkah. How often does it happen?
8: Okay, so that happens anytime you have a Zion sess at the beginning and oh. it'll happen in a in a in a Shana Peshuta, which is this year a regular year. It'll also happen in a leap year. Which is a zayin gimel, which means you have the same thing as this year, but because you got the extra other that pushes Pesach up to to, to Tuesday, um, and and that actually has its own some interesting things in that year. But zayin ches aleph, you know, till till other it's the same in both a non leap year and a leap year. I think it happens about one in 10 years when right. Miketz comes out. But so, it hasn't happened in 20 years. So the Bar mit- We have not had a Zayachas in the uh, end of 2000. Is there anybody the who, last time we read Naftarah.
1: So anybody who was Bar mitzvah Shabbos Hanukkah over the last few years and gets up to read Miketz, they're going to automatically give him mafter and he's going to say, oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know this Haftarah. <laughs> that's
8: right, 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 exactly. That's right, yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I know of a city, well, there's an interesting shock in a city where somebody – had the shtayra many many years ago, and um, he insists that he gets you know reads shtayra every year from his bar mitzvah. So, but his bar mitzvah and parasha never comes up. Right. You know, his bar comes up you know once every ten years. Right. So this is an issue that Shul had to deal with. Rabbanim have to deal with all sorts of. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
8: <laughs> we we are we are
1: sympathetic, especially this time, yes. especially now with with what's going on. The, the rabbis, yeah. I must say, are really stepping up and analyzing. The situations very carefully. I mean, I'm hearing from my friends and relatives in Israel; that they may not have a minion where they are for Yom Kippur, and you know, Rabbi, rabbis have to deal with that in a practical way and in a spiritual, you know, inspirational way. Right. Very, yeah, very we're difficult.
8: Pulled, pulled really on all ends, but yeah. it, we try the best we can and you know make proper halachic decisions. You know, with with of course the safety of everyone in mind, based on the information right. provided by by the great physicians out there who've who've uh, put put in a lot of hours and. You know, made a lot of decisions.
1: Now, you have... The only time we ever refer to the secular calendar, generally, is when it comes to the St. Talamotter. But I'd like to bring something up. You may find this to be silly, but I don't know. You're the one who brought up the days off that what has to take, you know, for Yuntif, Are you aware that not only is a Bataves on a Friday, it's on December 25th? And frankly, And frankly, for some people, I know a lot of Jewish people obviously, you know, go to their regular work on December 25th, but for some... They may be in an industry where that's completely a day off, so that might be a- actually a-, a benefit to having a Sarabatavis on what is a legal holiday in the United States.
8: Yes, I, I it is on Friday. It's not that often. It, it does happen fairly often, but it's a fascinating, fascinating experience to come to Shul and hear Kriya Satyra on um, December 25th. Furthermore, furthermore, there's those... That say that you know, in slichas of the tenth of Teves, we say we're fasting for the eighth, ninth, and tenth of Teves, and 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 um, it's it's brought in some places. Well, the ninth, we don't know why we're fasting, or you know, we fast for all three. It's rolled right. into one. Right. And and it's, it's some farm it says, oh, we don't know why we're fasting on the night. Um I think the the Shulchan there's a siman about this, and it mentions a sif. And everybody says, what do you mean we know what happened Ezra Seifert died on the on the ninth it's good you know it's written the favor So some say you know, other things happened which relates to you know the, the 25th of December so when it comes out on the 25th of December it's very interesting that that might be one of the inyanim of the Tinus in and of itself interesting. that's been rolled into the interesting by the way by the way
1: i I hesitate to say this publicly but I'm going to do it anyway. You, you know that the custom is not to— many have the custom, especially in the Hasidic community, not to study Torah on the 25th or the eve of the 25th, right? You're familiar with that,
8: correct? Yes, correct. Nitel, right. What, what
1: would they, what would they say about fasting that day?
8: No, they'll uh, definitely fast. I you you I, know, I, I know, <laughs> I know, still, it's still, you know. <laughs>
7: well, I,
8: I want to tell you something. You, you know, there a Godboim out there. I already heard this question. Someone asked me this already six months ago. He wrote me a whole little piece, and he says, Usually, if Asar Bateviv falls on a Friday, right. it's in the winter, and right. now people are coming back from work, and, right. and you know, you people try to make Mincha as late as possible. But on right. the kindness, you need extra time, right. so we, we usually have to like go past Shkia, Says, but this year people are off, so now oh. we can roll Mincha Asar Bateviv on a Friday back 10 minutes earlier than we normally would. <laughs> I didn't like that one. That's that fantastic. came from a, I a, say, uh, a, a, a Yakasha Gabai. By the way, way, by uh, the way, way by the, that.
1: I would suggest he make Mincha 130 that day. Why not? I mean, if he's <laughs> already, right, right, if, he's already good, yeah. if he's already, saying people are off that day. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, and by the way, um, it, it got me thinking, and it, it, I have to ask you this because I just don't remember. Uh, Tanis Esther, we generally do not say Avino Malkano and Tachanon at Mincha, Correct. But, Correct, but is that also the same when Esther is Thursday and Purim is Sunday? Do we also not say no, Avinu?
8: We do, no, if we do. Then ah, we would say
1: because I'll tell you why because, I'm asking. Um, and this year, just to clarify, this year Purim is Friday, so it's the day it's the day after Sester, So there would be no Avinu Malka in Tachlan. I'm saying to myself, with Asar Bateves the way it is, and with Rosh Hashanah being on Shabbos, are these the least number of days in five, seven, eight, one that we say Avinu Malka?
8: So maybe I never calculated. I, I maybe once calculated the whole year. I have that somewhere. I don't know off the cuff. <laughs> I had a but you're right. but you right. by Mincha, you're not gonna. Right. You're not gonna say Avin volcano.
1: Right. It's Arab Shabbos, correct. And of course, right. and you so, and you wouldn't on Thursday, yeah, Tzavester, and and correct. and you didn't on the first day of Rosh Hashanah.
8: So, interesting. Right. Right. So you um, have the right, but Yom Kippur, you have. Yeah, but Yom Kippur, you it up. think Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur fall out on Shabbos. Yeah, but Yom Kippur, you say Ne'ilah
1: anyways. I don't know if you can count that. Right.
8: Anyway, right. Plus, he said it on Friday morning too. Yeah, so
1: right. Um, oh, we should also mention, by the way, that we say to dienu in Chutzlaretz. I assume it's only in Chutzlar. it's five times, right? It wouldn't be five in Israel, I don't think.
8: Right, it's twice in it's twice in Israel. Twice in Israel. So we five the, times. So the kids in are going to the kids are going to get very
1: familiar with the bracha of Hamal kodesh lekodesh.
8: Correct. It's a beautiful bracha. And yeah. I got another funny story for you. I, yeah. In our shul, we <laughs> had up we had the main shul. In the social hall and outside Mignonum. Outside were for those that, you know, wanted um, you know be extra careful. So we had right. three minyanim. We had Bali Teal everywhere. Right. So I, I actually in and 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 uh, you know spoke in, in all you know all three minyanim. Right. Outdoor minion I went to once. I figured I'll speak the second night, and then I'll daven for Amid. And that'll be you know I have you know a connection with that minion. It was a, a relatively small minion. Right. So I was going to say over. I was gonna say over of course the calendar things. I said the first night of both upstairs and downstairs, you know, some of these important, very important in Yanam that we need to know coming into the year. And then and then I said that outside, but then I had I was gonna say over like some of the very look I had said upstairs and downstairs, but I looked around and I saw there were a few people that had come outside to live chavrusa or whatever it was, and the people that had heard me already we're, we're outside, and that's a, a rough nightmare. We're, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to say the same, Drusha. You're going to say, well, you know, I'm wearing my Come on here and spoke. And, and, and what's going on here? They I mean, would never do that. Of course, I'm being very uh, you know, tongue in cheek. So I had to think of something on the spot. So I, I saw a very beautiful Marsha, and you'll listen listen to, this, listen to this, in the Gemara, in the fifth parak of Brochas. I forgot, I think it might be Teflama Medalah, but it's, it's right before a Mishnah, and it's the it's talking about, um, you know, Havdallah and the Tideenu, and in there, the Gemara says that Hahu Marganisa Baboval, right, the beautiful tefillah from Baboval, and then it goes through the Taydenu, which is what we say. right? You know, we said the last, the uh, you know, second shana, we'll say it's second Arashukas, right. et etc. So the Marsha right. right there says, why do we want to know that it's a tefillah from Baboval? Why is that important to know? The Marsha mm-hmm. says, because in Baboval, they say it much more often than they do in Eretz Yisrael. Interesting. So the Tila was the Tila was written in Chutzlaret, you know, for Arts primarily, right. and he has a chesed that in most years, right? You say it now every time you say that Tadayenu in Chutzlaret, you're going to say it at least once in Eretz Yisrael, based right. on how the calendar works. Like now they say it at Rosh Hashanah, and when uh, we have, we'll we'll say it the last night of Pesach. Everybody says it the first night of Pesach. It's always around within within Pesach. The Shavu is and so always say it at least one time, but we're saying it more often. And, and he has a whole cheshmer there, but it's a very cal- calendaric uh, marshal that, that, that addresses this very point that, you know, we got it five times and they have it twice. So it was written in Eretz Yisrael.
1: But, but you just said every time we say it twice. It was written in
8: Israel. It was written in, was written in Right. Written every, in time we,
1: every time we say it twice, they say it once in Israel. That wouldn't be accurate.
8: Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, here's meaning, the very no, easy. meaning, meaning, if we say it twice on Pesach, they'll say it once on Pesach. That, Correct. That and if okay. Pesach got falls it. out
8: on yeah, last year. Uh, if the last days are going to be this year it's Shabbos um, Sunday, right? So we said it once, but right. they said it twice. Right. Also, we also said it twice. So you always always paired up. And this time, it's it's uh, we got three times, and they have once. Pesach th- uh, this year we'll have once. We'll have twice. They'll have once. And this past year, we also said Vatay right. um twice, right? We said it on uh, uh, the second night of Pesach, and we said it on Shavuos. So we, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm sorry, not this past year. When, when, when Pesach and Shabbos on a year ago in, um, in um, you know, 20, uh, 2019, uh, we said it once, 2018 and 2019. We said it twice, Pesach, and they said it once.
1: And and, and, and we'll both say it, Lael HaSeder this year, correct? That's correct. Right. Lel Le- 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 HaSeder, they only have one Seder in Israel. Lel HaSeder, we will say it this year. by Heber is with us, talking about the year 5781. Uh, we should mention, I mean, we, we we touched on it, but we should emphasize that because Purim is Friday, by the way, we really get the raw end of the deal. Not only is Purim Friday, it's before we change the clock. So it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a really tight day that Friday.
8: Correct. Correct. But I was thinking, I was never thought of this, but in Israel, of course, they're going to Lerchisrael. They're going to lay in the McGill, of course, on Thursday night and Friday, like everywhere else. Which is actually this year is the only year that you the the, the I'll explain this term in a moment. Shema Yavirena and Amis Bishusarabim happens through all three possible times. What does that mean?
1: Oh my gosh! So for love and Megillah.
8: Correct. I didn't see this anywhere either. Wow. So you have you have the Gemara says that if Rosh Shabbos, we don't pull Shifers, Everybody right. we've experienced. Shemy Yaviran, a Shusarabim. Um you you know, might, maybe you might some carry. carry it, you know, to uh to learn by a uh, an expert. Um sukkas, of course, we don't take a luminester the first day, right. minim four species, because the Shemi and then Purim, of course, outside Yushalayim is never on a Shabbos. You're other right. never a Shabbos. Tesvav is a Shabbos this year. They cannot lay in the Megillah because we're afraid someone's going to carry it. In
1: Yerushalayim. In
8: Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim. And if Yerushalayim right. will lay in the Megillah like like everybody else
7: on, on Shabbos.
8: Three days of Purim, they lay in the Megillah Yainim, on um, on, uh, on Friday. On Shabbos, they, uh, Shabbos, they say Aladissim. And on Sunday, they the Suda and give Shlokhmana. So it's interesting in Israel, they're going to be coming into the Megillah fasting. Which is something they never do. We almost right. always do
1: Right? And you shalline uh, me, and you shalline. They're going to be coming shalime, You shalline. Right. You shalline. Because say very good point. Come fasting. <laughs> they don't know what that's yeah. like. They don't know what that's <laughs> like. They don't. They never have the discussion. Should you eat before McGill or not? <laughs> yeah,
8: right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which, of <laughs> course,
1: is the main conversation in these yeah. parts. By the way, again, we're, we're a little bit luckier this year. I don't know how many times. It does not happen nearly as often as it used to, but again, Thomas Esther's on the old time, so it'll be a relatively short fest, quote-unquote.
8: Uh, That's is, good. Right? Earlier, earlier. Yeah. It'll, it'll start earlier and end earlier right. on the clock, but you'll be sleeping for that first hour Correct. unless you get up. But it um, ends earlier. And, um, yeah, with McGill and daylight savings time is, is tough. And for those,
1: um, and for those who think, and again, excuse my expression, but I'm trying to be, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to be straightforward. For those who think Pesach's a pain in the neck, wait a second, now you have Erev <laughs> Pesach on Shabbos, which really causes some interesting situations in terms of getting rid of the Chummets and things like that.
8: Absolutely. Absolutely. It happened. It hasn't happened in 13 years. Kids. Right. Kids who were and uh, any uh, kid will be born, shocked.
1: It will be any any kid under under twenty almost will be shocked to know that you could actually have erev Pesach on Shabbos.
8: Correct. Correct. I have a neighbor actually, who's who's um, moved here from Eretz and they were here when their when their oldest son was born, twelve and a half years ago. He, his, his Shalom Zahar was erev Pesach Shabbos it was a question whether to have hummus, but I told her. <laughs> and, uh, you, could, you could imagine what the what the balabusta said. No way. Potato kugel's so, not good know, enough. <laughs> yeah. So I told the father, your bar mitzvah is going to be also like this. Right. And they've moved from there to a number of years, and he's my neighbor now, so I can't wait to tell him. Tell him. I remember when you were born, we predicted this, right? My this my my
1: brother Rabbi Egal, who you know very well, his bris was sure. an, his bris was Arif Pesach and my mother used to always say that they served two items at the bris, potato kugel and shlivovitz. That was it. There was nothing else
8: available. Wow. <laughs> I was in opinion of Ben of somebody in St. Louis, very close friend of mine uh a son. And they actually had lox of bagels Woo! in the morning. It was in the home by the theater band. <laughs> and uh, I remember coming home. I told my father all of a sudden I had lax of bagels. So I said, Where? Like what? Where? Locks of bagels? Quick, get yeah. me, get heroic. me over there. <laughs> the heroic ballabusters of, yeah. of the world. No question about it. Uh, so
1: Shabbos morning is going to be interesting. It'll be the Shabbos uh, literally before Pesach. It'll be Shabbos Hagadol officially at Shabbos Hagadol, right? Officially. That's, That's, how correct. That's correct. Uh, and 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 that will be a little bit of a craze. Uh, everyone is, is going to dive in very early. Everyone's going to have their last chometz, uh, you know, early, early in the morning. Get rid of it, uh, likely by flushing it or by uh, you know, uh, by making it hefker somehow, by making it uh, un, uh, without ownership in some way, shape, or form. And I'm sure we'll have much t- a lot of time before that to discuss how Erev pesach like that is going to work. Anything by the way about the Dalit parshas this year? Did they come out in any? Uh- oh. Someone, okay, said yeah. to, someone said to me, I'm so glad I have these tidbits for you. Someone said to me, there's only one thing they could think of, and of course a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but they, they meant this in terms of They said, there's only one thing they could think of that Lakewood and Chabad agree on and that nobody else agrees on. And what is it? That, that we will never say avarachimim on the Dalid Parshios, but Lakewood and Chabad, except when it's Shabbos Mavarchim, obviously, which it could be, uh, will always say Avarachmim on the Dal parsha. So I guess uh, Shkalem is usually Shabbos v'orachim, right? And 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 so the two varchim middle if the two varchim middle varchim ones varchim have varchim no varchim di- varchim if the two middle ones have no distinctions. I think Parah could also be right or Zocher could also be whatever it is. But when, whenever they're regular years, they they will say both those communities will say Avarachmim on on that, those, on, on, on those two of the Dal
8: parshas. Correct. Sure. That's correct. Truma is one of the things of his Aleph. It's the only year that Truma is Zakhar. There's usually usually Tsava right. is Pasha Zakhar. Even in some years when, when the uh, Purim's a of Friday you'll have that in the Shin Alf. But uh, there's no real significance. It just um, comes out interesting. Tsava then comes out, of course, Shushamp Purim. and you also have it's the only time um, where you have an entire Haftira with there's any time Purim's of Friday. In other words, Truma only this Zainhasalf has Truma as Zohar. But anytime Purim is on a Friday, you're going to have something that you never have anywhere. And then in Yushalayim, Haftarah is the same Haftarah two weeks in a row because you have zohar everywhere oh, worldwide. Haftarah right. Say for say for Shmuel, Barakag, and then in, in Yushalayim, in they lay their maftir is zayava Amalek, something we never do. Right. That becomes the maftir of the parsha instead of reading the regular parsha maftir. And then the Haftarah, what's the Haftarah of Ayavah Amalek? It's the story of Agag in Sefer Shmuel. So you read the entire Haftarah, um, um, you know, two weeks in a row. Now, I use the word entire, and this is a gay right now, for, the, for those listeners that want to know why I use the word entire, this time of year you could have two weeks in a row a little bit of the Haftarah. That's Shabbat Shuv. of course, you say, Mikkel right. Kameicha at the end, and then Yaina at the end of Yaina. most, you also say Yom Kippur. Also right. say, on Yom Kippur All right. say also Mikkel Kamaicha. So if you have if you have Yom Kippur on a Shabbos, you say in the Haftar Mikkel Kamaicha. But that's three psukim. That's three psukim. But the whole Haftarah, you only have in in uh, in, in this case of you know of Zohar and um, uh, you know Zohar, and followed by uh, Shusham Purim.
1: Rabbi Heber, when you were growing yep. up, wasn't the, wasn't wasn't the word on the street that re'e is the shortest Haftarah? Or Am I wrong? The
8: Word about? on the street. So my father of law told me that Kiseitse, right Rani Akara, because then the we, we
1: discovered during my son's off that it's really Kisaitse. Then I said maybe it's usually, then I said maybe it's usually a double partial, but then we discovered say's never doubled
8: up. So so I don't well, know. well you do have sometimes, you know, when you have the whole case for uh, 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 comes on a Right then you double up by Kisaitse. Right. But if you just have Kisaitse alone and actually Naya most people lane the whole, both, you know, right? And, no, uh, off no, car, off and, we, and, uh, sorry, no. Some off we double people, the, uh,
7: right.
8: Some are night only to lane one, but there's an answer to that. And, and my father had taught me this as a child. You see where my interest comes from. All who's right. who's yard site, I actually, is uh, is next week on Yud Gimel right? Wow. Um, and we'll commemorate the, the, his yard site, and he really. So
1: you, you had, know, had a very short shiva.
8: Taught me this. Yes, it was only a few hours. The wow. Lava'i was Erev Wow. And uh, it was very, very short. My father really got me very interested in. He used to wake me up saying, "We have a shalsheles this morning." Right? <laughs> it was it was the yontif. It was the, in my house. Shalsheles was the yontif. That was how he got woken up. How many
1: times has it happened? Right. How many it's times right. on, is there four, a Shal- four times?
8: Four. Vayera, Chaisara, Vayeshev, and Tzav.
1: Wow, three of so, them in safer bracious
8: Three brachios. Yeah, three oh. bracious at once in Sav. So I once came up with the calculation. That one second, K'doish Nafter of Mice, mice is only is nine pesukim, and I believe Kisei is ten. Right, I it have is. It correctly. It is ten. So, yeah. my father taught me that the shortest is kiseite, and the mitzvah to the, of, the ash of your father, which means to answer, if one has a question, <laughs> right. what's the answer? So I counted the words, and the words of kiseite are actually, I believe, two words shorter. Oh. In the so the answer is, my father, when he told me it's the shortest of Tyra, he meant the words.
1: <laughs> Dad is always right.
8: <laughs> Very yeah, good. hundred percent. Father good. knows best, indeed. Absolutely. Keep it up. Two more,
1: two more quick things. One listener, one listener said, strange thing about this year. There's one month in this year five seven eight one whose molad has no chalakim.
8: Yeah, so that happens every 18 months.
7: Oh, and that I believe is Chesvan.
8: Yeah, it's, that cheshven, right. it's a cheshven. What happens there is that if you follow, see, the molad gets announced once a month, and this month we didn't announce it at all. Right. So. If you follow the Chalakim trail, you'll see it increases once, every one every month. Right. Cheshun's going to be zero. is going to be Lai. one. Kitsah's going to be two, etc. And that's because the time between one mile and the next, on average, is 29 days, 12 hours, 44 minutes, and one chalak. So that chalak column keeps getting bumped up. So every 18 months, the Chalakim go to 18 Chalakim, which is equal to a chalak, is three to a third seconds, is equal to a full minute. So now that minute goes to the, the go to zero, and they add another minute to the minute column. Now, of course, we must have spoken about this in two thousand and five. Of course, which, I assume that's how long I've been on the show. And that is every <laughs> two thousand four, every every eighty seven years and four or five months, the halakim go back to the top of the hour, zero minutes and zero halakim. Wow! It happened in two thousand four. It'll happen next. I think it was Chesvan 2004. Shabbos Parashat We announced a milad of of Toshav um, We announced a milad of no nothing. The milad will be at you know 2 a.m. Whatever 1 a.m. Whatever right. it was, and then 87 years later, all other in 2092. other yeah. Risha in 2092. It's going to be zero minutes, zero Chalakim. So for those, uh, I, look kids out there, I look forward. I look
1: forward. I'll be giving kiddush at Shabbos. <laughs> yeah.
8: it's a shab, make sure. You, yeah, yeah. Well, I should say that there, right? I should say
1: Bleed right? Rabbi Heber? <laughs>
8: yeah, <laughs> might be absolutely. a good idea. Um,
1: absolutely. So, so Avrami Finkelstein, who you know and who is going to be sending you the recording of this conversation, actually after the show, he said that he has a friend who lost his father and and his father passed away in Australia the friends in Israel the father passed away in Australia so as soon as he heard the news he started sitting shiva i assume that's the minig right that would
8: correct it, yeah, yeah that's it's it's actually whether you wait until they do the kura but the minig is is um is to is to start right if you, if a person is not going to levaya then they start immediately right. which so, obviously with australia that was so, the case so he now.
1: says he says that the, the, the man the father passed away tuesday and uh, and the funeral was Friday morning. And the reason the funeral was Friday morning was because it would have been even later. But they don't they're you're not allowed to bury somebody in Australia on Sunday. It, there's no burials on Sunday. So they had to run to make sure it was done, you know, before Shabbos because they had waited already a couple of days, whatever the reason was. So Avrami says, and I'm curious what you have to say about this. He says he it, it, let's assume the funeral would have been Sunday, like, you know, one might have done here if they had the same type of delay. He says he came very close, meaning his friend, to actually finishing Shiva before his father was buried.
8: Right. All right. That, that could have happened, indeed.
1: And if it happens, indeed, I mean, and, yeah. and if it happens. Yeah, it happens, I mean,
8: and there's it. a time, Shiloh, also. I think the meaning is one way, but let's say he heard on Monday. It was a person who passed away in Australia on Tuesday. They right. could have this so also. Somebody gets to sort of rather bad news, sad news, and the tragic news that of a loss of a loved one, of a, of a car, of a relative, that they said Shiva for. Now, they or for a parent. They start shiva a day earlier, right? Um, um, and um, you know, it's a day early. So, what's the art site Does the person go by? Where, where the person was, or when the person heard the news? I believe the, the general meaning is um, is to is to go by the actual time, of, you know, where the person was. He died on, you know, Bays, even though it was Aleph for right. relatives, you know, right. to the west. So right, if, vice versa.
1: So if what I described happens, it happens, and that, and, and that's it, right?
8: Correct. It's not a... It's I, not I a, had a case years ago. I was Someone called me up, and he found that his sister had passed away in New York. It was Erev It was Erev Yontef. And his sister was from Eretz Yontef. I, I don't remember the story. If She had come to the hospital in New York. So I asked him, are you going to Lavia? And he told me no, he's not going to be able to go. It's going to be in Israel. It was the like after... Was Friday, they could go to Israel, but after, after uh, Yontif, but will go to Israel. But he, he's not going to go at all, even to New York. So I told him, okay, you should start sing Shiva. I went to his house, tour, you know, to Korea, right. and he sat Shiva. People came over, you know, in the Arab Yontif. So he finished Shiva, I, I don't remember if it's 100% accurate what I'm saying, but it certainly could have been before the relatives in Israel even knew about it. Wow. Because it was Shabbos, it was when, she, when, when his sister passed away in New yep. York. Yeah. It was really Yontif and Eretz Yisrael, so yeah. they didn't even know about it. And he was done with Shiva before they knew. Now, I, 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 they may have found out somewhere. I, I don't know exactly the exact story, but certainly something like this could, could you know, could certainly happen.
1: Yeah, the unusual um, part here is that would have been a full Shiva, right, correct.
8: Right. Uh, so he, yeah. had a, he had a few hours of Shiva, right. and they had, um, you know, they had a long Shiva, which would, which would have been the FD, FD Yontif. Um, a couple more notes, just, uh, at this, we will talk about it maybe later. In fact, next year we have the longest possible slichas uh, at the end of the year because because Rosh Hashanah is on a Tuesday so at the end of at the end of this year Tishpayalev Aleph will have oh. all the slichas the entire slichas book so in, because in other words it's a possible option
1: in other words an entire week plus Sunday and Monday an entire week of slichas Correct. plus Sunday and Monday before Yantav, before Rosh Hashanah right
8: before Rosh Hashanah right. right so that's right at the end of the year at yeah, so the end of this coming year of oh, this uh, year right we'll We'll have that, and that means that that last day is not you know not commonly said. Right. By the way, for him on a Sunday. for him on a Friday. And basically, on a Sunday, um, will happen next in four years, twenty twenty five,
1: and then not again for twenty years, right?
8: For twenty years, right. So if um, chaperine, as, as they say, <laughs> For Mishulis, as a rav, I, I would want to leave my kahila and a certain Achryas, uh uh with certainly with matasav yoinim uh, is a big achrayis on a rav. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to leave my kiyel for per but could we make a um, a special Nachum Siegel uh, <laughs> a trip to um, Israel
9: trip to special event
8: at Israel in twenty forty five? <laughs> I'm willing to walk to Israel <laughs> nah, toyva. maybe I'll still be rubbed then. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I retire, but I'm not sure. We'll we'll we we'll, we'll have a few years to decide. But look... if I'm retired, we we got to make something of it. That's been my dream to be an artist of a well, to be
1: in your to be in uh,
8: to be in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. I keep yeah. saying Eretz Yeah, I mean Eretz right?
1: uh, I'm going to find out what the policy is at the congregation of of regarding Rabbi Emeritus and whether they could take a vacation. I'll find <laughs> yeah. I'll find out what they have to say Rabbi Heber, and I'll work yeah. it up for you. By the way, Yom Kippur is Monday. How often is is that is, this year? Is the rarest of Yom Kippur to be on Monday, or the most common? Where does it fall in the four so, days? Okay, so the
8: rare the, the rarest Yom Kippur would be again like next year. It's a Thursday. That's is the rarest you Think about it. Thursday, you come. It's also for. Coming uh, I remember taking I when I was in Tall, Chicago, I was like to learn there. One year uh um Kipper was on a um on a on a uh on a Thursday, so you know, everyone's gotta scramble home. I lived in St. Louis so we took the train right. Friday morning. But if you fly, you no know, one ever likes to fly on Friday. So th- that's the rarest. Thursday's the rarest. Um so next year is the rarest of of. You know, What's Monday? Is, is Monday the second That's most the common? What's Monday? Monday. Okay, so i got to think for a minute. Well, what would be the Hashan- most common? Well, the most common, they're really all bunched up very close. Rosh Hashan- Let's take Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, two, Rosh Hashanah, Monday, Thursday, or Shabbos are relatively the same frequency. Ah. The, the most frequent of those is going to be Rosh Hashanah on Thursday.
1: Oh, so, so Yom um, Kippur is the most common on Shabbos? Wow.
8: Yes, yes, uh, not, not by much, but it, it does win out um, in the head. I think it's about thirty-one percent of the time. All right. That's and a then, big yeah, yeah, yeah no, by, no. A, by a by a very very small amount. You have twenty, and I think the thirty-one is right. and you have about twenty-eight uh, percent for both um, Rosh Hashanah on a Monday and Rosh Hashanah on a um, uh, on a uh, Shabbos. I believe Rosh Hashanah on the Shabbos is a hair length longer <laughs> than Rosh Hashanah on a Monday. That has to do with how the Milo falls out. It's literally a, 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 maybe half a percentage point more. So this is technically, Kippur on a Monday is the second most common that, that we have.
1: Are the molads going to be relatively close to uh, Rosh, to the actual Rosh Chodesh day this year? Unlike
8: what we just it added? we will catch up by Hezrin, yeah, by, by Hezrin and Kitzlameh after Hanukkah by Tevis already. Should get back to the to relatively normal. I didn't get that because we're going to have two chassars, right? And it takes twenty nine and a half days. And kiddush so, Lavana
1: will then be then be relatively till the middle of the month, basically. Right.
8: right. I can't say how often I got questions of, oh, uh, how the kiddush is It's already an only you dollars yeah. It 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 plays. It plays havoc with people yeah, thinking this, they have a couple extra days and right. then they don't.
1: Well, this year was rough. There was <laughs> there was a month I think with the eleventh. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the eleventh of the month that was the deadline for kiddush levanah. Yeah,
8: not that early. It's never 12th? that early? Maybe it was the twelfth. Tisha B'av it gets tricky with Tisha and and Yom Kippur now because you know, many are night to, most are night to wait after right. Tisha and Yom Kippur. But then you get you get crunched at the other end where you only you limited you limited in how many possible days you have. Right. So.
1: Ah, Rabbi Heber, amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a wonderful, happy, sweet, and healthy 5781, and Rabbi Heber, maybe, maybe, maybe very soon, maybe in the next few days, please, God, we will see the elimination of this plague, and this pandemic will be over, and we'll be able to get back to uh, really enhancing our lives with the the way that we remember our shuls being and the way we remember our tfilos being, because... Things, thank God. Things, thank God. People are able to be inspired. People are able to make it through Yuntim. People are able to, you know, ha- have have uh, uh, a spiritual experience during this uh, month of Tishrei. Uh, but still, Absolutely. you know, you know that it could be a little bit better if it went back to normal, so to speak.
8: Absolutely. So uh, one last point. you Also, besides, I tell say the five times. the yeah. Yaknahaz right. five times, which is uh, Avdallah. We say Avdallah. We say Amaldu So. We we'll get to say that five times this year, and therefore, with that statement of kedusha instead of the normal kedush we're saying and kedush. The words kedush that we should have kedusha in our midst. Different kedushas, one kedusha, another kedusha, holiness and, and elevation of our spirituality through this difficult time, and it should bring all of us to to higher levels of kedusha, holiness, and serving, and serving Hashem, and and and, and being. Um, the kindness of and wherever we are, whether at work or at home, or however we do things, and that's what mashiach should come speedily in our days. Good yontav and good yar. Amen. all your listeners.
1: Good and good yar. Thanks so much for joining us. Rabbi David Heber, everybody. The much-anticipated conversation about five seven eight one. He's Rabbi of Kahal Avi Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in Maryland. He is the Kashrut Administrator at the A, but most prominently, as I always say. He is calenderic consultant, and boy, he proved himself this morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up, Dr. Stuart Ditchick and more on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. David Stein with that one Bahaviosim. Wednesday morning Well yesterday I'm watching the uh I'm watching the news yesterday and uh, yeah I'm one of those old fashioned people who still gets news from uh, my TV once in a while <laughs> as opposed to from my phone and a million other sources and a um a still comes up a chart up on the uh, TV screen regarding COVID upticks and it has six neighborhoods in the New York area Borough Park, Kew Gardens, Midwood, Far Rockaway, Flatbush, and Williamsburg. I don't have to tell this audience that uh, those neighborhoods are all connected to our community. Dr. Stuart Ditchick is with us live via telephone. He has been following the COVID 19 situation very, 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 very closely since uh, February, maybe even earlier. And he has the latest update for us from both his practice in Brooklyn and in general regarding the Jewish community here and in Israel. Dr. Dietrich, Egmar Hashimatova, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to you. Egmar how are you, Nachem? Baruch Hashem, an emphasis on the healthy. We want everyone to be healthy and everyone to take healthy measures so that the. Uh, so that the uh, COVID nineteen stays out of our community, actually stays away from every community, quite frankly. But uh, we would like to see everybody adhere to what needs to be done in order to make sure it stays out of our community. Uh, I hate to say it like this, uh, but based on prior conversations with you, you are likely not surprised at the news report from yesterday.
10: No, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm I'm actually very um, uh, quite upset because, as you know, and anybody around. The area here knows uh, myself and a group of other conscientious physicians here in Brooklyn, in New Jersey, in Long Island. We've been working tirelessly uh, for the last uh, two and a half months to get the schools open safely uh, because we all recognize that the place where kids belong is in school to thrive. They cannot thrive sitting at home. Uh, and uh, unfortunately the last two weeks have been devastating in terms of the outbreak of uh, the caseloads here in the Brooklyn area and Far Rockaway uh, and in parts of New Jersey as well, and unfortunately it's a very serious uh, turn of events the last two weeks.
1: You know, I'm happy that how do I put this? I'm happy that I'm associated or I'm very familiar with schools and camps that really handled the situation well. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank God there are some summer camps that literally had no cases this summer. Thank God there are some schools that are open and have, again, either no cases or are very, very lucky in terms of a very small number of, of controllable situations. Uh, but none of this is by coincidence the only way and i know that this may overstate the obvious but you would say the only way to get results like that is to take all the precautions really seriously to test like crazy not un- unnecessarily but you know meaning at, at appropriate times and you know even extra times if necessary and and to keep a real handle on the situation I and mean, i'm sure you're familiar with schools at this point that are doing a pretty good job at this. It's the ones that are not doing a good job that I'm really concerned about.
10: Yeah, I mean, we've been, it, 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 there are the, the proper protocols, and and this is really important for people to understand, testing, we have the availability to test now. We didn't have that availability in the spring uh, to test in large numbers. Uh, We have the availability now of information that tells us that if we isolate and quarantine appropriately, we can limit the spread of disease. We didn't have that information uh, consistently in the spring as well. And we also have the ability now of people understanding that the science has changed. uh, So it's a moving target. But the most important aspect to remember, uh, and I uh, had this discussion with a school principal yesterday, is that if you have to quarantine A single classroom in a school, uh, it's unfortunate for a two-week quarantine for those students, but you may be saving the entire school from being quarantined over the coming two weeks following. Mm. So in other words, we have the knowledge now that you can safely open a school, you can safely quarantine a classroom, and you can probably go forward without any major outbreaks in the school. However, there are going to be exceptions to that rule. And unfortunately, the exceptions don't always fit into the logic that we apply to setting up the initial uh, preventive strategies. That's life. You know, we have preventive strategies for diseases all over uh, the map. But unfortunately, not every preventive strategy works. If community spread is very wide and the disease prevalence in the community is very wide, it is showing up in the schools. That we've seen in the zip codes uh, here in the Brooklyn area for sure. Uh, and when, you know, when there's widespread disease in the community, the schools tend to, to be the place where it shows up because children in school, despite best efforts, don't generally social distance very well. We've also been challenged with certain schools here in Brooklyn um, that despite the school efforts to, uh, to create cohort classrooms, uh, there have been things like after school programs where cohorts now mix together playing hockey or basketball uh, or carpools where different cohorts mix in a carpool. For instance, a fourth grader is in the same carpool as a second grader. Right. So you now have two classrooms that were exposed to one sick kid or mm-hmm. one sick driver of a carpool, I mean, I, I, which we've I, had already occur.
1: I understand where some people, parents, et cetera, would think that they're in an, an almost impossible situation. I get it. Uh, but without the cooperation between parents, families, and schools, you know the reality is we're going to see these numbers, you know, continue to climb. That that's that's the bottom line. In other words, these are all pain pain pains in the neck. These rules, and and can really be depressing, whether it's quarantine or other things. You know, it can be really depressing having to carry them out, or having to stay at home. You know, when everyone else is in school or school. But, but without it, there's, it, just, it seems like there's no option at this point. It just keeps, look what's happening in Israel. And we don't know why it's happening in Israel, but we're assuming between the demonstrations and the way people have violated the, the, um, the um, lockdown and the way people are, are lackadaisical in some synagogues, we're assuming that all that contributed to those numbers.
10: Yeah, I think, listen, it's a variety of factors that we, we cannot fully understand. But what we all understand is the result which is unfortunately a country in complete lockdown at this point, and quite frankly, even more tragically, is seeing a large number of deaths daily now and growing. Uh, and in a country the size of Israel, to experience 30 deaths in a single day, which was the count yesterday, uh, I have to tell you, it is it, it is absolutely um Devastating uh, to uh, Israel, to Khalil Israel, and to every country in the world because Israel did a better job at tracing and tracking and treatment. And every aspect of this crisis, Israel did a better job than most countries in the world. I think we can all agree upon that, even better than the United States, clearly. Uh, And look at the situation they're in. And that's what I've been telling folks that when we let our guard down, because Israel had virtually zero cases the month of June or early June, if you remember, uh, and late May. So they released, you know, they reopened schools, they they did things pretty quickly, and then the protest came into play. And they had a dramatic advancement of disease over this past three months to the point where they're in lockdown again. So I think what we should recognize as a society, and I'm not I'm not focusing on the Jewish community only now. I'm focusing on the entire United States is if you want to keep our direction going in the right direction, be smart about it. You know, I'm an advocate for opening every business and every school, but everybody has to cooperate, as you just said, wearing masks and distancing and washing their hands and not trying to beat the system. So by not by not wearing a mask, you know, people, I've heard this argument that it's a violation of their rights to, wear, to, be, uh, to be asked to wear a mask. Uh, I think the basic right, human right, is the right of life. Uh, and when you don't wear a mask, you risk uh, you know, impinging on somebody's right to life. So I think simple implementation will prevent what we're seeing in Israel. Uh, but as you said, if we don't get cooperation of our communities, it's not going to happen. And we need that cooperation desperately. And and I, you know we're doing a, a a lot of work as you are with educating the public. I mean, uh, that, but we've had a lot of pushback. There,
1: there are so many shuls. There are so many minyanim just in the six neighborhoods I mentioned. God knows how many hundreds and hundreds of minyanim are there are. And when you hear about a minion that has a mask section and a no mask section, that must infuriate you.
10: Well, it, it's inappropriate because excuse me, I'm sorry, it's inappropriate because it defies the known science of COVID uh, or any infectious disease, quite frankly. The difference is COVID is highly contagious. Uh, When you have one-third of the shul or one-half of the shul wearing masks and one-half not wearing masks, it makes absolutely no scientific sense. Nobody could argue that it does. Uh, The argument I've heard from people is that, the people who choose not to wear masks uh, have uh, proof that they're totally immune to COVID. Uh, now, there is no proof of being immune to COVID. We know that there is there are reinfections going on. Uh, we also know that the CDC and every other guidance in the United States and throughout the world has said that we cannot use any proof of immunity to break quarantine or to break isolation. Schools are a place where... If we break the rules by not wearing a mask, we run the risk of infecting an entire shul and potentially an entire community. So I, you know, I I think shuls should continue to function beautifully if people follow the rules. They look at the opportunity we've been given. In Pesach, we had no opportunity to daven with a minion, right? It was tragic. Yep. Now we're being given the opportunity to daven with a minion, which we should have and we simply are asking for people to wear masks. It's that simple. It's not It's not rocket science.
1: Dr. Stuart Ditchick is with us. I saw the update that you released to the worldwide community yesterday. I'm a little confused what this means. What does it mean to shop for a negative test result?
10: So that is a serious issue. I'll tell you, uh, it's very important because it's impacted uh, case incidents yet and, uh, right now, and it's impacting it negatively in our communities. Uh, There are basically, there are different types of tests. There is the rapid antigen test, which is the the most popular machine, and the one that I have in my office and many physicians do is called the Quidel Sophia 2 antigen test, which detects the protein of the virus. Uh, If somebody is symptomatic, generally within five days of symptoms, it's a very highly accurate test. Um, all of the tests that we use uh, have anywhere up to a 20 or 30% false negative rate, which means you'll miss a, a, a person with COVID 20 to 30% of the time. That's a very high false negative. Right. If you're positive, uh, it means you have COVID. Now, could there be a false positive? Yes. How rare? Exceedingly rare. It's extremely rare that somebody is truly false positive. So what people are doing is they're getting a positive on a rapid test, and then they're running to the next office and trying to swab negative. And then when they get the negative, they go back and tell the school, "Hey, I'm okay. My kid can go back to school." They swab negative.
1: In other words, they're being That's they're what, being determined negative by a much more unreliable test.
10: Well, no, it it could be the same test in the same instance, but the same test could yield a false negative right. when done in the in different hands. Right. The way you swab. The technique of how it was, uh, there's a million reasons, but the bottom line is that even the PCR, which is the more uh, utilized test in the hospitals, right? That's the lab, that's the test that the hospitals use. Uh, And that's the test we use when we send it to the lab. The PCR test itself has also a fairly high false negative rate. And what I reminded people about was the experience that every doctor had who was in COVID units during the crisis. We had critically ill patients during peak COVID, critically ill patients, uh, that swabbed negative for COVID on PCR four, five, six, seven times before we got a positive. In fact, sometimes we had to do bronchoalveolar lavage deep into the lungs to uh, to retrieve a positive specimen. So the false negatives that are out in the community are misleading and will lead to further disease. The point is, if somebody tests positive, on a rapid antigen test. They should not be running around to shop a negative so they can go then break quarantine. If you read today's uh, Wall Street Journal, there's a very important story about supply shortages hampering COVID testing now. We're seeing shortages of supplies all across the world right now. And when people go and get two, three, four tests to, 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 uh, to react to a positive rapid test, They're depleting the supplies for the next critically ill patient, possibly, and delaying the turnaround time for testing. So we as a community should not be shopping false positives. We should not be going around saying, okay, I was positive, but now I want to go find the negative so I can break quarantine and break isolation. It's highly inappropriate. It's leading to shortages of tests, both here locally and nationally as well, potentially. And we don't want to contribute to that. We're a good community. We're a community that supports each other. We shouldn't be looking for a negative simply because we don't want to accept the fact that we have COVID.
1: Uh, in Israel, I think yesterday, 11% positive rate, which is extremely high, especially for those of us in New York who are used to you know, under 1% at this point. Uh, in your office, you said that it was a, basically a 30% positive rate. That must be... On-
10: On that one single day, which was uh, Monday, we had uh, 31 tests we ran. I believe nine were positive. That was exceedingly high for our office and for any office. Uh, Yesterday, we had uh, approximately, I think, six positives. I don't know how many we ran total uh, yet, but we also sent quite a few to the lab. We're waiting for lab results as well. Uh, Generally, what we're seeing in the zip codes here in Brooklyn and in Far Rockaway are positivity rates of somewhere around 5%. Uh, we believe it's higher because there's been a problem with reporting. Um, there's some confusion in many offices about their obligation to report. Some doctors are not familiar with the reporting system, the electronic reporting system for the city. So we believe that the number of reported positives is actually uh, the, a fraction right now. There are many more positives out there that haven't yet been reported. The health department's trying to clean that up now. Uh, they sent notices out to all physicians' offices on Arab uh, saying you have an obligation to report and here's the mechanism to report. And they basically instructed them on the web, uh, at, you know, the um, the electronic reporting system. So I think physicians are gonna start reporting more in the coming days. Uh, And unfortunately, the positivity rates are certainly, uh, on on any single day, have exceeded 7%. Uh, You can't look at any one-office one-day experience because it's not accurate or scientific. But you look at the seven-day trends, and the seven-day trend of positivity is going up dramatically in all the zip codes that we've spoken about.
1: There is a bottom line to all this, Dr. Dietrich. Um, Everyone's got to improve the way they're trying to adhere to the COVID restrictions. Our synagogues, Fiam Kippur and Sukkis, have to you know, take a long, hard look at themselves, rabbis, presidents, board members, etc. how things are being set up. You are encouraging more and more people to do whatever possible outdoors. I know it's getting a little bit chilly outdoors, although the end of this week, it seems is warming up a bit in this area. Uh, people have to—I uh, was— you know, I I always look somewhat skeptically at those who are taking extra 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 precautions, but now I see those who were really mockbid where I was, really careful where I was during Rosh Hashanah to go to the nth degree uh to to protect everybody, I see they were right. I see they were right that w- 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 there's no such thing as as too
10: safe it seems. No, and we've seen even outdoor transmission unfortunately. We um my minion, you know, I, I I set up a minion along with two other physicians here in uh, my driveway in Brooklyn. We got a very large driveway and backyard, uh, and we set up a beautiful tent for men and women. We hosted twenty men and eleven women for Rosh Hashanah, and we're doing the same for Shabbat Shuvah, Yom Kippur, uh, and we all wore masks. We don't we don't allow anybody at the minion to wear masks. Basically, ninety percent of the people at the minion are considered high risk individuals. We even had a 90-plus-year-old woman come join us who couldn't go to shul, obviously, because of the risk to her. So we require masks in our outdoor minion. I suggest that even in an outdoor setting, people wear masks, unless they're in places like, you know, Muncie or Long Island, where they have a huge amount of distance between each other. Right. Uh, in Brooklyn, we don't have the ability to have 60 feet or 20 feet between each other. Right. We're lucky if we can squeeze out six feet between each person so we wear masks in our outdoor minion. Uh, many people in our neighborhood adopted the outdoor minion model for Yom Kippur. Not enough, but many are ch- starting to now- for Rosh Hashanah. And I encourage people to consider davening outdoors as much as possible. this young, I think it'll reduce the spread in the community, and I think it'll relieve the shuls to make it less crowded in the shuls for those who choose to daven in- indoors.
1: Very important. It, it really comes down to... Uh adhering to the regulations and being as careful as possible, and as I said, taking a long, hard look at what we're doing in terms of gatherings. In this case, now this time of year, it's not really the weddings that are the gatherings. It's the it's shul going that are the gatherings, taking a long, hard look and making sure we're being as safe as possible. And, and it, no one's going to beat the system, Dr. D. It sounds like th- there's no beating the system. Either you adhere or, God forbid, it spreads. Simple as
7: that.
10: Well, you know, one thing I, I've heard from the, even some physicians, which I'm fascinated by, I, I'm hearing the, the political narrative. They use the word narrative. Uh, this doesn't, you're fitting the narrative. You're looking for a narrative. Honestly, I, I, I've dealt with now over, well over 100 COVID researchers, including myself. I'm primary investigator in two studies currently. Uh, I deal with folks from all over the country, from governmental agencies as well. And I have never heard a single political comment on any of our calls or conferences. Uh, I've never known anybody to make a decision based on politics from the scientists. There is zero political influence in the scientific world. Uh, Politics plays a role only, in my view in this case, to the politicians who use this crisis for their own good on both sides of the aisle, whether they're Republican or Democrat. Uh, people have to trust that physicians are apolitical for the most part. Uh, this is not political. You know, complying with pikuach nefesh is not a political demand. It's not a political issue. It's it's a halachic issue. And I think we can all agree upon that, that we care about each other. We don't want to harm each other. And we're a community that There's no other community in the world that cares for each other the way we do uh, outside of the COVID crisis, right? The chesed organizations, the care for our sick, the care for our elderly. There's no other communities in the world that do what we do. It should continue with COVID, and it should continue not only by virtue of chesed, uh, but it should continue by virtue of loving each other, by protecting each other. That's all we're asking for right now. We're not asking for people to... Do anything outrageous. Just protect each other uh, by protecting yourself. Uh, you know, wear the mask, wash your hands, and make sure you don't break the rules. And and if you have to quarantine and if you have to isolate for 10 or 14 days, depending on if you're sick or if you're exposed, please don't break quarantine. Because uh, it, it's just highly inappropriate to go make up your own rules to break quarantine to serve your own purpose. It just doesn't it doesn't work that way
1: can't thank you enough. A gemar Simatova. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. And uh, hopefully the next update will be a lot more promising and a lot more positive. Amen. I mean, Ezra, I mean it
10: will be, Nachum. Thank you so much. Gemar Simatova.
1: Dr. Stuart Ditchick, who has been following the COVID situation closely since February or even earlier, and has updated us uh, constantly throughout this entire episode. Unfortunately, as you heard me say earlier, the uh, neighborhoods that have been designated as uh, hot covid zones in the new york area all of them are associated with our community all of them the ones at least that were uh mentioned this week and um and their positivity rate is higher alarmingly higher frankly than than the rest of new york city and certainly you know what's happening in israel let's be as safe as we can as cautious as we can and uh let's be as smart as we can going forward I don't know if there's any other alternative. Achim Israel and Achim Achem, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AchimSiegel.com and, and the AchimSiegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JMN. big thank you to Rabbi Heber. Big thank you to Dr. Dichick. And a big thank you to you. Tomorrow, Cantor Benny Ruggaznitsky. Tomorrow, Cantor Benny Ruckesnitsky, what's it like for the Cantors now during COVID? Woo! There's a lot to talk about there. He'll join us tomorrow morning right here at jmm Cantor Benny with us tomorrow right here at Am. Have a fabulous Wednesday! Till tomorrow, Nachum go reminding you: remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.